Hi, welcome to Cancer, the Emotional Mountain. I'm Tammy, a cancer patient with a roller coaster of emotions, and I want to share them with you. With the diagnosis of cancer comes emotions, feelings that no doctor can prepare you for, feelings that can sometimes consume you and take you over. As you try to navigate all the medical terminology, treatments, surgeries, friends, family, you have a mountain in your path. Some days the path is easy. No steep hills, no cliffs. And on other days, it might as well be Mount Everest without a guide, without food or water, and not even a map. In those days, you need someone who understands, who walks the same path, someone who climbs with you. And that's where I come in. Take my hand and let's take it one step at a time together. To tell or not to tell? That is the question. First, I want to be extremely transparent. I'm telling my story from the very beginning because that's what I went through and that's what you will go through. But I want you to know it's now March 2023 and I'm still getting treatment. I'm not done. I thought cancer was a one and done. You live or you don't. But that's not how it happened. And we'll get to that but I want to help you understand what happens in the beginning, which is why I'm telling you this part. To tell or not to tell. Throughout this journey, I've had many friends say, you're so strong. Well, am I? Are they aware that I waited a, about almost a month to just tell a handful of them and over six months to make it public? Why? It's a selfish reason, but here it goes. I didn't want to hear, you've got this. You're the strongest person I know. Fight like a girl. You can do this. All wonderful things for your friends to say and believe. But I didn't want to hear it because I didn't believe it. And I didn't want to punch anyone. <laughs> a cancer diagnosis comes with more than just the medical results. When the shock wears off, the floodgates open, and there's so many emotions, it's hard to even focus on anything. I was at a meeting the other day with one of my support groups, and I'm still giggling. We were discussing the reactions we've gotten, and one of the girls made a face like she just smelled roadkill. That's one of the looks I got. Another popular look is sad face. You poor thing. Human responses, but not welcome ones. Either one. A friend of mine told me that she only told her dog for the first 10 days. She said they walked and she talked. I totally get that one. My dogs were my support until I reached Louisiana. I drove through four states, passing numerous friends, cities, and towns. Didn't stop, didn't call just drove. Besides the COVID issue, I didn't have any words. 
I didn't want any words, and I didn't want the looks. But didn't you want a hug? Nope. That would have broken me in half, and I'm keeping it together with duct tape and wine. I know your friends only want to help and support you, but unless they have heard the three-jetted words, you have cancer, they don't really know what to say. And I decided to just give them a break and not have them say anything. I remember when my mom passed away, my first real world-shattering loss. I was completely dumbfounded by the phrase, I'm sorry for your loss. I know, I know, it's the proper thing to say and everyone says it, but I wanted to scream every time I heard it, you're sorry? What are you sorry about? You feel sorry for me or you're just sorry? My English and speech teachers are probably rolling over in their graves right now. Because it is proper and it's polite, but I'll just say it, I hate it. It truly makes no sense to me. So when I got my diagnosis, I knew I wasn't ready to hear anything that didn't make sense because nothing was making sense. My world was upside down and I needed to process it in little bitty pieces. All I wanted to do was sit in my dogs and tell them I love them and that I wasn't going to leave them and cry. I'm lucky. I don't have children or siblings. I don't have a spouse or partner. My parents are gone. And I had the luxury of walking around with my secret for as long as I needed to. Calling my cousin on the day was enough. I didn't want to say it out loud ever again. That would make it come true. You're probably laughing. It's already come true. But I wasn't on board with that just yet. So what did you do? Because there's no right and wrong here. Everything is right. And perhaps you have a large family, sisters, a mom, someone who you know will say the right thing and bring you comfort. That's good too. I say, do whatever it takes to get you into a state of mind where you can process simple things and make yourself available to listen to the doctors. But whatever you do, don't Google. Don't call a friend who has lost a family member to cancer. That is the only wrong thing you can do. Google will confirm that you're dying, though you're not, and that there is no chance of survival. Google will also rush you to right to the side effects of chemo. Well, you're not even sure what chemo you're, you're going to be getting or getting it at all. So don't, just don't. Your doctor will thank you. Here's something else that comes to my mind. <clears throat> Sometimes when I'm watching television and it's about a medication and the announcer says, tell your doctor you need blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine the look on a doctor's face when someone who's had no medical training comes in and tells them what they need because they saw it on a commercial. I can't. <laughs> I wouldn't. But maybe some of you have, and you're going to let me know how that worked out. 
don't call a friend who has lost someone to cancer because they will kill you off faster than Google. They'll all, and they will also rush you into the horrible side effects that they went, they witnessed with their loved one. Who to tell and what to tell. You know, you, you don't have control over what's happening to you, but you do have control over what you're ready to hear or experience. Not for very long, but, but in the beginning. And the freedom of control over one simple thing is key. I'm confused. I don't know what's happening inside of my body. But I do know what's going on inside of my head. And I need to hold on to that it, itsy bit that I can control. I was leaving the sanctuary, the animal sanctuary where I worked. And I had just adopted two parrots that were near and dear to me from my very first day when I started working there. My boss knew I was leaving because I had cancer, and she said, you don't have to take them. What? All I could think was, she's convinced that I'm going to die. She doesn't want me to be burdened with birds that will be homeless again. I just immediately said, I'm taking them. And my silent voice said, I'm not going to die. I'm committed to taking these children into my life, and I will care for them. I'm not dying. Was that selfish? Was it wrong? Was it possible that I could die in a couple of months? Maybe. But I adopted these sweet babies, and I was going to live. Again, others don't know what will happen. Others don't know don't want, others just don't want you to be burdened. I have fallen in love with these two sweet things, and they were part of my why I was going to fight and live and give them love. Don't let anyone try and ease the burden. They have no idea that what they're doing is sealing the coffin while you're pushing the lid up. Yep, that's how it felt. Her intentions were kind and I'm sure she was only thinking of me, but what she didn't know was that I was having a reason to continue, and that was very important to me at that time. So let's think about who to tell or not tell. Will telling them comfort you or burden you? Can they handle it? Or will you be scrambling to take care of them? There's time to decide who and when. Now, obviously, people who live with you will have to know. But pace yourself. Once the word, it out, the word is out, it can't be undone. It's okay to take some days to put up your defenses. Just remember that whoever you tell... They're going to be shocked too, and you have to be ready to help them feel reassured, especially if it's family. And this is also a good time for you to start building that strength that you know is deep down inside of you, that it can tackle big and little things, that you're going to take this challenge bravely and do everything you can to kick its ass. I sincerely want to hear your story. I want to hear the story of what you chose to do. 
please reach out to me on Facebook, Cancer, The Emotional Mountain, or email me at C, period, Emotional Mountain at gmail.com. And remember, you were a survivor the day you got the diagnosis. There is life after cancer. And if I can be completely honest, it's better than the life before. More on that another day. But I'd like to leave you with this. No one will ever fully be able to understand the internal battles you had to endure just to heal, just to grow, just to make it here today. Be proud of the way you fought to save yourself. Be proud of the way you survived. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I'm Tammy, and I hope to hear from you soon. Have a good one.